Hey there. Welcome to the podcast. Sitting over across from me, I have Jenny J. Hill Hillebrand. I am Greg Detmer. We serve as instructional coaches here in bitter cold Iowa. And since we got a couple microphones in front of our faces and we hit the record button, this is the Instructional Coaching Corner, the podcast. Jenny, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I had to uh, turn my heater off before you got here to record today because I was afraid you would complain that it was a little too warm in here. But when you say bitterly cold, it is freezing. It is cold. And Jenny, I am so glad you shut that heater off because I don't know if you noticed it or not, but I busted out the sweater vest today. When I roll with the sweater vest, it means two things. Important day and stuff's going to get done. What's the important day? We just had some meetings and, and stuff got done. So you are now recording your daily messages live. Are you part of the live broadcasting? I am not. I am I'm the cameraman. Oh, you're behind, behind the that. scenes. Yes. So. Just like you like to sit behind the microphone, you sit behind the camera? Exactly, yes. So for those out there uh, at my school, Epworth Elementary, we have the ability to live broadcast announcements via video now, which is pretty cool. That's very cool. I am definitely a behind-the-mic, off-the-video kind of person. I got that face, you know. It works good for radio. <laughs> or podcast. Either one. You, you would do great. So, Jenny, I was talking about my sweater vest. If I were to show you a picture of a guy in a sweater vest and say, hey, Jenny, what do you think of this person? That would be a type of thinking prompt, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Where you're thinking about something that you were prompted to do so. Yep. You're giving some feedback on thoughts on the picture and yeah, that'd be a great thinking prompt. And that is what we are talking about today. We are going into thinking prompts, which a lot of what we talk about today is going to come from Jim Knight, uh, his book, High Impact Instruction. And I think the ICC podcast has gone a record four or five podcasts without mentioning Papa Jim. That's that's kind of crazy because he, he came up in the first few. A few in a row. So, so we are back. Yeah. Jim, we're, we're throwing some love your way and uh, talking about thinking prompts from High Impact Instruction. Yep. So, Greg, thinking about thinking prompts, can you uh, talk to me about uh, what Jim refers to as a thinking prompt? What is a thinking prompt? So, Jim Knight kind of describes a thinking prompt as a device that provokes conversation, dialogue, and deep thought within your classroom. Which is what every teacher strives to do every day when encouraging kids to communicate. Of course, we yeah. want them to be doing that. Absolutely. So um, one of the things, one of the reasons why we should use a thinking prompt, uh, Jim talks about, is just to promote that dialogue. That, you know, when we're promoting dialogue, it kind of changes the way that teachers approach teaching and, and the learning in their classroom. That the goal would be that instead of, instead of it just being a sit and get kind of a thing, mm -hmm. that the students are engaging in that dialogue and students are having active participation and active engagement in um, the learning for the day. So it's not just teacher dialogue. We no. want a healthy mix. We want the kids discussing those thinking prompts. Yeah, and actually, you know, it's interesting that you that you say that because it used to be where, I mean, when I back in the day when I was in grade school, it was the sit and the get. The teachers did all the talking, and we got reprimanded quite a bit when we talked. We're now... You know, we want the students talking. It helps us know what their understanding level is, where we need to go. We want their dialogue to lead our instruction. And how powerful is it for them to hear each other talk, too? Now you can mm -hmm. build off 
You know, you don't just have one person you can learn from the teacher. You have your classmates. So you have another 20 people that you can learn from their life lessons and the things that they've gone through in their life. Yeah. Uh, Another reason why we should think about using thinking prompts is that uh, it helps students make connections. And just the value in making a connection to something in a student's life uh, through the use of a video or through the use of a picture. We're going to get into that a little bit, but... um, it's just a re- they're really good thinking prompts are a really good way to help students make those connections. I think too it, it helps them you know if you're using a thinking prompt to introduce a topic or a lesson, I think it helps to in- get them invested into the lesson. Mm-hmm. It helps them to see how their life and the things they've experienced relate to the stuff that you're going to be teaching mm-hmm. or the stuff you're going to be talking about as a class. And so often it helps like it, it just promotes that learning to a deeper level when they can make that connection with their own life and experiences that they've had. Jenny, you want to know another reason to use thinking prompts? Yeah, I would love to know. Background. Provides background. I've seen numerous people use pictures or videos to introduce something where the kids haven't experienced it, but through that video, through that picture, they're able to have a discussion about something they haven't experienced themselves live, but Mm -hmm. they have some exposure to it. Mm -hmm. And get them excited for whatever that topic or whatever that picture or video showed them to maybe want to take that learning even farther. Absolutely. The last one's probably the best reason why we should be using thinking prompt is that it just promotes a higher level of of engagement on the student's part. I would totally agree because if the kids are talking, they're making connections, they're provided background information, they're not going to sit there and be like, this chump teacher doesn't know what they're talking about. (laughs) They're going to be like, this is awesome. I want to learn more about this lesson. Let's get the ball rolling, teacher. Absolutely. And that's actually one of the tough things with a good thinking prompt is you don't want to draw that conversation about it out forever. Right. It's Sometimes it's hard to kind of end that good conversation that's going on that kids might be discussing a video or a song or an article or something, and sometimes you got to end that at the right time. And sometimes to do that, you have to cut them, cut them short, leave them wanting more. So you kind of you talked about this a little bit, and you were leading into this next part. But, Greg, how do you know if whatever you're you're choosing is a good thinking prompt whether it be a video or a picture how do you know that it's going to make a good thinking prompt well i think a couple things first off it's provocative meaning like people want to talk about it Mm -hmm. and i'm sure we've experienced this in professional developments or seen it where we've done something in a classroom and either the kids or the adults we're leading they're excited to talk about they want to do it they're jumping at the bit you know which one I think about when you when you talk about pr- provocative and teacher uh, professional development? I think of the Maurice Cheeks video yep. and how many times I have seen that in a professional development, multiple times now. And every time we watch that, how everybody is just chomping at the bit, ready to share and wanting to talk about um, that video. Very powerful, very provocative, and definitely gets people wanting to talk. We might. I'm going to link that one to... Um, our site as we share this podcast out because it is a good one Um, another one is it's complex not too simple so there's there's a lot of stuff that could be discussed from that and another thing that makes a great thing about prompt is is relevant we could easily share stuff with kids that you know it, it doesn't really connect with them or it doesn't fit but when you have a thinking prompt that is relevant and they care about or it's a topic they care about or something that matters to them Again, you're mm-hmm. only going to improve mm-hmm. that engagement 
and yep. the power of that thinking prompt. And building relationships with your students and knowing what students have an interest in helps teachers to find those thinking prompts that can be personally relevant to many of the students within their classroom. I like that one. And another thing is the outcome needs to be positive. We want the conversation that follows the thinking prompt to be one where people people walk away feeling better having held the conversation. We don't want it to be yeah. something where everyone's down, everyone's sad, or you know it's, it goes down a negative road. We want it to be positive experience. Absolutely. And the final thing, concise. We don't want a thinking prompt to take like two hours. No. And actually, um, they should be very short and concise just to introduce whatever the learning is going to be. So sometimes two minutes, sometimes one minute, sometimes five minutes, but definitely not longer than, what do you think? I would say once you get past like 10 minutes, it seems like it starts to get a little long, mm -hmm. depending on what you're doing. I agree. So another thing to think about with the thinking prompts is using thinking prompts for intensive, explicit instruction. That's where, you know, teachers use the thinking prompts for clear and correct understanding. Um, so that would be using it for studying a story element such as like setting, plot, uh, conflict, character, point of view. We, we showed a, a thinking prompt. I'm just going to share one real quick. It was an airline commercial where um, a gentleman is getting up to go for an interview. And it goes through the whole process of his morning and how he is rushed. He, he wakes up late. He's tying his tie. He's tying his shoes. Um, he gets he to puts the, a sweater vest he on. Puts a, I think he, he, he puts definitely a... I've never been able to pull suit jacket. I've never been able to pull the sweater vest off with a tie. Some people do it, but my brother does. It seems like it's too much. Yeah, I don't know. My brother looks pretty sharp when he does. I know, but, but are by doing that, are you saying like sweater vest? You can't pull it off by yourself. You need support because I think that's that's underestimating the power of a good sweater vest. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to, I'll ask my brother that. I'll let you know. Where were says. you going with this? So I was sharing how he was getting ready for his interview and he heads to the airport. He takes off in his, in his flight. And all of a sudden he realizes he looks down and he realizes that he's wearing two different color pairs of shoes. And he gets to his interview. He feels like he failed it. He gets back on the airline to fly back to wherever he was coming from, back to home. And the airline just takes care of him. And they give him a blanket, they give him a warm cup of tea, and he can relax on the plane. So the whole commercial was about how you should fly United Airlines. Mm -hmm. But a teacher might use it for intensive explicit instruction to talk about the setting. Where was the setting of this commercial? You know, it was at his house, it was at his office, it was in the airport. Even plot elements or that conflict, when he realized that he had on two different colors of shoes, that conflict that he had. So using a thinking prompt, can be used for intensive explicit. We give the kids a direct understanding of what we want them to pull out of that thinking prompt. But another thing that we can do with thinking prompt is that constructivist learning. This learning pushes students thinking. Um, it kind of broadens their perspectives on things and it pushes them to consider ideas from multiple perspectives. So there's no right answer. So for this one, um, thinking about that airline commercial again, it could be, you know, how do you think he felt? What what emotions were was he going through? Or even think about like a persuasive writing. So you watch this airline. Did this commercial persuade you to fly United? 
So the power in a thinking prompt doesn't have to be open-ended. We can It can be concise. We can give them something specific to pull from that thinking prompt, or it can be open-ended where there's no right answer and there is just that open dialogue. Yeah, so there's you could use it for, hey, I want my kids to get this specific point, mm-hmm. or you know what, I just want them to think about this or think about something differently yep. through this thinking prompt. Yeah, very powerful. So, Janet, we've been talking about why to use a thinking prompt, what makes a good thinking prompt, what are some things we can use as a thinking prompt? You know what? The sky's the limit. I almost think anymore that observe the world around you because every day you could have a really good thinking prompt. But some of our favorites, some of the easy go-tos would be videos, uh, YouTube clips, which Jim Knight will tell you, never spend more than two minutes. <laughs> you got two it. Minutes. Yay. You know what, though? <laughs> I I agree with Jim's point there where you don't want to spend all day looking for a YouTube uh, or a video on the YouTube because right. you might get lost and you'll like wake up and, and not know what's going along and be like, oh, I guess I was looking for a thinking prompt. I think you can go up to five. Okay. Because That's sometimes fair. Fair you know what's out there. You just have to dig a little deeper. And I don't know if that two minutes includes watching them as well. So I figure if you watch it, you're going to be about five. A little bit longer. Very good. So video, YouTube clips, audio could be a song. It could be a podcast. There's a podcast out there you could probably use. Just a couple. How about any other ones? Yeah. You could use a newspaper. Yep. Use quote. I like quotes. Quotes are very good. Quotes are awesome. You could use an artifact or an object. Great example here. Had a preschool class talking about baking. And how things could be underbaked, overbaked, just right. And the teacher brought in three different types of cookies. Okay. One was all like mushy and not cooked enough. One was like spot on. And the other was like crisp, burnt. Hmm. Okay. And the kids discussed like, what's wrong with this cookie? What is, why was this cookie like this? Why is this cookie like that? And they had to kind of figure out like, what, what was the issue with each one? Realizing so like, one's underbaked, one's overbaked, one's just right. Mm-hmm. We brought in an object artifact uh, to our fourth grade classroom during uh, Veterans Day. And I actually brought in my dad's army uniform along with some of his awards. My dad was called the Phantom Fixer when he was in the Navy. And um, he had a little plaque and it has the emblem in it with the name phantom fixer and so after we talked a little bit about what my dad did on the um, base the kids were all like well what, what does that mean what does phantom fixer mean and it was a great thinking prompt because i asked him i said well what do you think Th- hearing stories about what my dad did what do you think phantom fixer means and it, great conversations it just drew, drew them in they wanted to talk about yeah. it the more i play around with and and, and observe thinking prompts and be around them as teachers are doing them, the more I really enjoy the object. Mm-hmm. It's like becoming my favorite. I used to really love video. I feel video is one of those ones where it's easy, it's easy and I feel like it, it's great, but at the same time, it's so nice where it could easily be overused and then lose some mm-hmm. of its uh, power or wow, wow factor. I feel the artifact or bringing in an object is like mm-hmm. my new favorite place to be. Well, and sometimes when they're physically touching it, just the history behind whatever it is you might bring in or, you know, the meaning behind it and the conversation, where you want the conversation to go, them being physically 
able to see it and touch it yep. means more. So a couple other ones that you could possibly use is a short story or a poem. Just another couple ideas. The more we have been working on Thinking Prompt here uh, with it at Dyersville Elementary, the more I realize that the sky's the limits on thinking prompts. Something that you might see every day and never think of as a thinking prompt, one day could all of a sudden pop up and say, hey, I could use that for this lesson. So, And Jenny, I think that's one of our tips and tricks that we're going to talk about is like, as far as like, how do you come up with these thinking prompts? Mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit about how Jim kind of said, you know, don't spend hours and hours looking for a YouTube video. Right. Um, one of the things that I feel... Since the more I talk about thinking prompts and the more we've dive into this, the more I realize, like, you just got to be always on the lookout and, like, putting stuff in your back pocket and, and seeing the world just a little differently and looking for random objects that you can twist or make fit into lessons that you may be teaching. Another tip is to always make sure that you create an environment where kids feel safe to share. We want them to... Uh, keep the conversation going and we want them to be the ones that are producing the dialogue so we need to make sure that we're creating that environment where they feel safe enough to share yeah one of the things i think that really helps with that is i've seen multiple teachers use like like a think pair share where mm-hmm. the or like turn to your partner and talk Elbow partner about yeah. the thinking prompt or the question prior to like having a whole class discussion so mm-hmm. then you know for those kids who might be a little hesitant they can share with someone and get a little feedback before they decide to share with their whole class. Mm -hmm. It also gives the teacher the opportunity to kind of listen and overhear what the kids are talking about. And sometimes you might have those kids that tend to sit back, are more reserved, and don't want to speak out. You might hear what they have to say, and, and it's something really, really good that then you can say to them, you know what, I heard little Johnny over there mention this. Johnny, can you share with your friends, you know, what you said? I think it's also good to do that think-pair-share because then we might hear some of those more reserved students sharing things that we want them to share whole class. Also, be conscious of, like, we talked about dialogue at the beginning. Like, as you are discussing your thinking prompt, we want the kids to be talking about it more so than the teacher. And I think that's really hard sometimes because there's been some thinking prompts that I've done that I'm just so excited about mm-hmm. or I want to share what I want what I think about that I need to let the kids go, mm-hmm. and I need to let them share. And sometimes what's really hard is, like, if you're doing a constructivist-type thinking prompt where there's really no right or wrong answer, where I have an idea, like, of where I want the kids' discussion to go, right. but they just they take it in a completely other direction, which as long as it's appropriate and it still right. fits, is fine. But as a teacher, that's hard to kind of give that power away. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and one other thing with that is, we watched a video. We uh, One of our teachers here, our second grade teachers, wanted to videotape one of his thinking prompts. And after the thinking prompt was done and we were watching the video, he said to me, why do I keep repeating what all of the kids were saying? He, what he did and what he realized, and this was early on when we were just starting to dabble with it, the kids would share something. So it was they did their think pair share. Now we were sharing whole group. They were sharing. And the second they were done, he would say, you're right. So, and then he would go off and he would repeat, but maybe tweak something. This is kind of where you said you have your own hidden agenda yep. of where you want the thinking prompt to go. He would repeat it and almost take it to where he wanted the direction of the thinking prompt to go. And that was really tough for him to, to sit back and say, you know what, this isn't 
me talking. This is the kids guiding the conversation. Yeah, that's a great. It's point. really a, it's a discussion. It's a conversation where it's going to be kind of free flowing like that. Yeah. All right. Hey, do we have any uh, anything else on thinking prompts? I think we've done thinking prompts up. It's good. Thinking um, prompts are so powerful and fairly easy to use. They're very effective. They're engaging, and give them a try. Here's what I love about thinking prompts. The last thing what we'll do you say love? is. If you're a teacher or you're an instructional coach or anyone out there in the education world, this is really one of those things where you can literally do this the next day. So if you're listening to this podcast at night, you could easily go find a type of thinking prompt and do it tomorrow without a bunch of extra work or activities to be planned. It's really, it is simple and it's powerful. Moving on from thinking prompts, Greg, uh, we haven't had a full length podcast for a while. Do we... uh have any listener mail or shout outs or anything to we, share? We, we've had a lot of listener mail and I am appreciative of all the people out there doing that. Very excited um, for all of our listeners, everybody yes. that's been tuning in. So however, instead of doing a listener mail segment today, we are going to do a blogger shout out because in the last month or so, we've either been contacted by or mentioned by multiple different bloggers. So I am going to have these on our website under a little tab that says shout outs and then there's blogs and at that you can find all these blogs but um paula and michelle have the education divas blog great one there clint has uh the teaching is a process blog jake also has a great blog out there he's an instructional coach and he did a couple blogs on growth mindset about the time we were doing our podcast and he goes into some pretty good depth there so that's one to check out too and again those can be found at our website www.instructionalcoachingcorner.com and click on the shout outs tab go to blogs if you have any comments about thinking prompts or if you've tried a great thinking prompt uh, feel free to share that with us maybe you have a favorite sweater vest share that too (laughs) we would love to hear from you on that At our website, www.instructionalcoachingcorner.com, you can find our past podcast. You can find our new mini podcast. Those are short five-minute or less, except the one I did by myself was 502, podcasts on quotes, books, etc. Very quick and easy to listen to. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, Podcast Addict. As we leave, ask yourself, what one thing could I do tomorrow? Maybe it's a thinking prompt that will make me a better version of myself. Then wake up and do it. Because greatness isn't achieved by one event, but instead a series of small intentional steps. Go be awesome.